Coming up, the Krinos are back, baby. Get ready for it. It's happening. Uh, yeah, so from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 148 of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. The Disunplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Please visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I am your host, Craig Williams, and today I am joined alongside by my co-host... And the other half of Crino, Rhino, yes. as in Rhino Clavin. Mm. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. Wow, we have a very exciting episode for you here. I've got this blue cup sitting beside me. It's empty. Filled with booze. I'll just throw that away there. Yeah, that's right. It was filled with booze in terms of scary booze because i'm here for the booze yeah i'm embarrassed enough to say that my wife does have a t-shirt <laughs> i think she does i think she has that one that i'm just here for the booze i know she has one that says if you haunt it got it if you if got you it haunt it yeah yeah that's, there you go. they're all terrible so so bad uh yeah but we are back with another edition of the crinos and for those of you who have not been with us for a long time Let's explain right away what the Crinos are. Well, the Crinos are a fake awards thing that we made up one day, uh, a couple years back now, about two years back, when I, I don't remember who was with us on our team at the time, uh, but someone didn't show up, and it ended up being just Rhino and I here, and we had to make something up at the last second, so we decided to make our fake awards show that was dubbed the Crinos, and... That's right. We are bringing back the Crinos because we are currently preparing for a trip out west. Uh, and so we needed a little for gold for gold. Yes. And, and not and not anything in particular, mostly just for gold. Uh, we needed to have something to uh, just kind of fill in the gaps. So it's not like we're not trying with this one. It's just we are putting in as little effort as possible. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be a fun one. And what are we doing for this Crino Awards? Well, we need to decide which year of Halloween Horror Nights was better: Halloween Horror Nights twenty six or Halloween Horror Nights twenty seven. So that's what's going head to head in this edition of the Crinos. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking there's still three more weeks left in the event. There's still time for it to change, adapt. Uh, some things are going to get better than others, and that is very very possible. Uh, but Unfortunately for us, we need to do this now, and so that's why we are doing it uh, right now, today, and uh, you know, I, I think at this point in time, you and I basically have our minds made up on a lot of the houses, so we've been able to go quite frequently with our frequent fear passes, so I, I'm confident in how I would, I, I would put a house up against a house from a previous year, but I don't want to. I don't want to go like full fledged into this because we do have one news item, which is very rare for us because I feel like there's been no news lately. But this news is some big news. I know it's big news that Rhino is excited about. I love this news. I was trying to think of something <laughs> clever to say. 
without giving it away, but I couldn't because I'm just a muggle. You know what? That's that's fine. Um, you, you don't have to. You don't have to give it away at all. You don't have to say anything. I will do all the talking with it. I don't know why I just put in a southern drawl there. I don't know, Fran. What do you reckon? You just I, became Cameron from Modern Family. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, so I'm 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 done. I'm not gonna try to like beat this up anymore. I'm just gonna get right to it. We now have our celebrities. Uh, the first batch of celebrities for a celebration of Harry Potter uh, 2018. And so, yeah, it is going to be made up of this year two fan favorites from years past. That would be James and Oliver Phelps, Mm -hmm. who, of course, you may better know as the Weasley twins. Weasley twins. Yes. And then our final celebrity that will be appearing at Mm -hmm. Celebration of Harry Potter, uh, 2018 is Stanislav, also better known as Victor Crumb. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so all you Durmstrang fans out there, get it, ready to nibble on that crumb. Okay, yeah, no, you should be very excited uh, by that by that announcement. So that uh, will be, and let me try to say this actually correctly, Stanislav Yanevsky. It will be his first year coming to a celebration of Harry Potter, which that's exciting. I'm glad that they're bringing in faces that haven't been there before, so that way we get some stories that haven't been told yet. I mean, for this one, though, we only really have one movie worth of stories that will come from him, but maybe it'll be maybe it'll be exciting. I, I thought know. he was in in one of the other in one of the last two, but his scene got cut. Oh. He's in the book, in yeah. The, in the later ones, but, yeah. No, so and maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't, know. don't think any scenes made it in towards the end. Yeah. He's not. I mean, he's not in the later movies. But I thought there was like the actor was going to be in it and something. I don't, yeah. know. I don't know what I, I'm talking about. Leave me alone. But yeah, so that's our first three celebrities announced for it. The event happens January 26th through the 28th uh, of 28. 18 and yep more details will come out when they are available but that is that news you know i'm still holding out for fantastic beasts as we talked about when we when we discussed the announcement dates for uh celebration of harry potter really would like to see something with fantastic beasts maybe maybe one day but it's a you know one new person's better than nothing that's about all i can say from that yeah. 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 Hmm. There you go. I, I agree. I mean, I I'd like to I'd like to see I'd like to see some of the new people yeah. too, but we'll see. They're probably busy filming the new movie because I think it started filming. Yeah. I I mean that, that's actually a good point. Or it's I, about to start filming or something because it's got it's coming out next year or so. Yeah. I I can give them a lot of credit for that because. Uh, <gasps> what if we get a trailer? That that would be awesome. That would be very much appreciated instead of getting. Latest announcement on what's happening at the Warner Brothers Studio Tour London. I know. I don't need any of that anymore. I mean, it helped me that year, but it didn't, like, who's ever going? Good. Uh, The people spent all their money on getting to the Harry Potter celebration. Why do they need to spend their money go somewhere else now? You know, to be fair, uh, of all the people we met last week, the the most bizarre thing happened when, literally within the span of about five minutes... Uh, we saw oh, yeah. people we already met at one point in time over at Disney 
uh, from Ireland, saw them at Universal, and then seconds after they left, uh, we ne- met another couple that was from Scotland, Scotland. and then that was followed by another couple from Liverpool. So yeah. we almost completely got the United Kingdom plus Ireland, which I would have been really exciting. So you're a Northern Irelander. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, that being that I being mean, said. I know that's not part of the United Kingdom. Yeah. But you know what I mean. We're talking about that hemisphere of the world. Yeah, exactly. Someone from Wales. Yeah. Welsh. A Welshman. A Welshman. Yes. No no Welsh woman, just Welshman. Or something like that. Okay, wow, that is what we would call stretching it with the one news story that we have. I don't even think I finished my thought about meeting all those people. So clearly Universal's got an audience from overseas, so they're finding out about it, going back home, going to it. I guess that was better left unsaid. Let's do it. Let's start this year's Krinos mm-hmm. HHN edition. Cue the music. Awkward, Ooh. A- awkward silence now. We have no music for this one, but let's uh, let's set up the ground rules for what's going to happen here. Uh, as I decided right before we started to record this, this is going to be a bit awkward in the setup in that we are going to put the houses and the scare zones up against each other based on their actual location. So for the most part, all of the houses are in the exact same places as they were with 26. Just some of the entrances have changed uh, based on construction and whatnot happening at Universal right now. So it's, and it's also not going to be an even matchup. There are cases where it'll be an intellectual property going up against one of Universal's original creations based on the location of that house and based on the fact that for Halloween Horror Nights 26, they had six intellectual property houses and only three originals. So one was eventually going to have to go up. So that's why I made that decision to do that. Scare Zones, nice and easy. Shows, literally nice and easy. Uh, and that's that's where we'll go from there. So to get things kicked off right away, we are going to start off with perhaps the biggest one of them all. And no, I'm not talking about a house, a scare zone, or a show. I'm talking about the festival theme. Blah. The event theme. There we go. So Halloween Horror Nights 26, Rhino. What was the theme slash the icon of that year? Well, it, I don't remember the title of the theme, but it was Chance. Yeah, she, she was, was there. The icon. So it's like Chance's Revenge or something like that. No, isn't it? It's just Chance. No, just Chance. You, yeah. You're good there. Overthinking yeah. it. I don't like That's Chance. Right. That's my thing. But oh. I do think the theme was better than Festival of the Deadliest. I think it came across a little more. You know, Chance and Jack, they're like fan. Fr- I like Jack, but it's just like, I, I they're, they've become. Like those Halloween Horror Nights legends, so um, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was. I just, I like one that kind of celebrates the history. I feel like a little bit, and this new one just feels like somebody just slapped a title on it and then moved on. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. So as I said, HHN two six was Chance is the icon. This year's event for twenty seven, we have Festival of the Deadliest as the theme of this year. At least in my book, I'm voting for last year's uh, theme was a better one with Chance. I I will say there were downsides to that, uh, and that is because Chance was the icon, 
unfortunately, they, they wanted to promote her a little bit more thoroughly, and we got a really terrible house out of it, as well as a really terrible scare zone. So even though I like Chance as a theme because I enjoy Chance, uh, again, like you kind of said there, I like the history and going on that going that route with the event, using their past icons and, yeah. and pulling them up in a bigger way. I, I enjoy it for that reason. But yeah, not not a lot of great came with her being the icon and the theme. And but the same exact thing could be said this year. It's it's such a loose theme overall that I, I feel like even though Chance didn't bring a lot of good better to have her than the festival of the deadliest and not making much sense so i the festival of the deadliest just makes me feel sleazy too that area no good i don't know if we're talking about that but i'll wait hey, no we're not talking about that yet but we will get there so i guess that means for the first one the award goes to 26 20 26 it's been 26 the, the chance wins over festival of the deadliest in the first award of course chance is not here to accept her award Mm. Too bad. So now let's move right into our next thing that we will go up, and that is our first house award. So this house, this is like the big award. This is like this is like voting for finding out the results for best movie of the year is the first award given for Halloween Horror Nights twenty six. We had American Horror Story Volume One. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And now for Halloween Horror Nights 27, we have American Horror Story Volume Volume 2. Yes, so AHS Volume 1, that took us through Season 1's Murder House, Season 4 Freak Show, and Season 5 Hotel. And that was pretty iconic. I mean, Murder House is easily still the best season of the show overall. And had just so many iconic moments throughout. Freak Show brought a lot of spice, a lot of a lot of interesting visuals, uh, because it was just visually a, a bleak but interesting season. And then Hotel, I feel like, while maybe not a lot of people's favorite, uh, it, it did have some. It, it had a lot of the iconic characters that you were hoping for in that section. Yeah, just that section, though. That was my issue with the house last year. Yeah. And now let's look at this year's Volume 2, where we go through Season uh, season 2's Asylum, which that's where you're getting all the iconic characters, basically, as well as, as iconic moments from that season. Then you go into Season 3's Coven, which has a little bit, but is pretty much glossed over, and then followed by Season 6 Roanoke, which is essentially just completely washed over uh they've added little bits and elements each week as it's gone on but for the most part it is very short going through roanoke it's a lot of repetition in terms of the visuals in there and it's just not the whole time yeah i wish they kind of just focused on one season this time around knowing how what a success it was last year that now they've kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit and they're pretty much only going to have one season to deal with next year unless they couple it with the, like, this is a preview of the season that starts when Halloween Horror Night starts. But I mean, that's, I think that's part of why Hollywood decided to actually make the jump and just focus only on one season. Wait, did so, they? Yeah, they only did Roanoke this year. Oh, man. So. I'm, I'm so bummed out. 
because I, this is probably my favorite house, or one of my favorite houses, top two this year. So mm. uh, the fact that it's a season I haven't seen is bumming me out, but it's fine. Well, you got to watch it. Well, I'm you gonna, gotta I know, watch I know it. what I'm going to vote for in these two houses. Which one are you voting for? This year's, because oh. it, I think it... I think it um, I it improved the things I didn't like about last year. My th- issue last year was when I went through the house, there was no characters from the show present at all. And this year, right away, it's like, okay, well, there's there's crying eyeless um, Sarah Paulson. There's crazy Myrtle with her machine, and then there's you know there's Tate in the attic, and then there's uh, not Tate. I don't know what his name is. Um, I'm getting there. The actor's name. Oh my gosh, what is his name from X Men and all the American Horror mm-hmm. Stories? You know the boy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm not sitting here trying to pretend I remember his name off the top of my head. Evan Peters. Evan there Peters. There we go. Right. I don't want anyone to be correcting me. Um, but anyway, I and I like Coven and um, Asylum was fine. It's not. It's probably one of my least favorite seasons. But I thought the portrayal of it in the house was pretty great. And so um, my my vote easily goes to 27. Well, this is a wash because personally, I feel like 26 did American Horror Story better. Uh, I I think the hotel part of it for me was was great last year, though. I do want to say that I wasn't like, oh, the whole thing was whatever. Um, but you you said it. The hotel part was the best part. Well, I think hotel was the best part last year as well as Murder House. I didn't have the issues you had. I a lot of it was timing, and I did. I did American Horror Story a lot last year, so I did get to see all the characters multiple times and got the perfect timing going through there. It didn't always happen. American Horror Story last year really was. You would either have the perfect walkthrough or you would have a terrible one where you missed a lot of characters. I loved the—see, the, the see, I loved the one on Hollywood because I got to see a lot of all the characters, but the— um, the other thing is too. Last year I didn't have a frequent fear pass, so yeah. I only went like twice. Yeah, I last year's was better for me. I think the seasons were better, and it showed this year with how they just glossed over Roanoke and and Coven for the most part. They visually there wasn't a lot there to work with, and it really brings down the house, especially Roanoke. Terrible ending for a house. And every week I go and I repeat this, even though they're adding new things, they've added new new like characters and, and dummies and stuff all throughout, but it just keeps falling for me. It's it's getting to the point where I, I, I don't really think I'll do it much more throughout the event. So that one is a, a wash. Can't, can't do much about that. So let's move on to our first Scare Zone Award. Last year for Halloween Horror Nights 26, we had in the uh, Production Central Scare Zone, we had A Chance in Hell, which let's be honest, it was nothing more than really a glorified photo op that you could have with Chance standing up on a stage while some some clowns in uh, straitjackets were running around in the streets not doing a lot of scaring. This year, however, in that first scare zone, we have Altars of Horror, and this is where we get to see some of the best characters from the intellectual property houses just out wandering the streets, trying their best to scare you, but also willing to take a photo here and there if you aren't nice enough. Uh, and, of course, this year you'll see stuff like uh, the bride from 
uh, Insidious, thank you very much. Some of the characters from The Purge, The Shining Twins. You'll see some of the characters from Ash, Ash. vs. Evil Dead. Just, I haven't seen the old lady character since the first night. Yep, it was literally just the first night, and she hasn't been back out since. It's such a shame, because that's the one I want the picture of. I know. I'm thinking maybe a lot of people just don't really know, or maybe they needed... See, I hadn't watched the show yet, and I even remember thinking, like, oh, that's weird. That's funny weird. Like, good yeah. weird. I don't know. And uh, so then they put uh, Pablo and uh, Kelly's, like, yeah. demon form out there. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think maybe it could, because the old lady is in the, the house, too, so maybe they needed the extra costuming and, yeah. and makeup for in there to switch out actors more often. Yeah, because pa- Pablo's book face isn't in the house, is it? Yes, I have seen it in the house now. Oh, you have? Yes. Okay, because I had yeah. but yeah. Yeah, so uh, of those two, Chance in Hell versus Altars of Horror, which one would you choose, Rhino? Altars of Horror, easily. I, yeah. I like it because it does offer the opportunity for, you know, we live in an Instagrammable age, and it gives people the opportunity to try and catch a photo with some of the scarier people without doing what they're not supposed to be doing in the house, which is taking videos or photos. And, you know, so, like, without them stopping and trying to take a photo with a person jumping out and kind of messing up the line, I think this improves on that. So yep. it's like, oh, we'll just go over to that area and take a photo. I absolutely agree 100%. Uh, If I had the choice to take both essentially glorified photo ops, if I had the choice between a photo with Chance or a photo with any one of those characters, I would rather have this one. And I think they do a lot better job of actually sneaking up and still scaring you. Minus the Shining Girls. They don't do that, but... Overall, a very good scare zone. That will take us into our next our next house, and that is a big one. Last year for HHN 2.6, we had The Exorcist, based on the hit film The Exorcist. Very spooky, very scary. So, of course, uh, they expanded upon the story that you see in the movie, and you, you see it from the root of the possession with the... The demon, I forget the name of the demon in it. It's like Bazoogabug. It's very... Balsazar? It's something. Something with a B. Something like that. And uh, then obviously through to the the possession and you see all the different sides and eventually you you jump out the... Not jump out the window, but you you are thrown out of the window, forced into the the depths of hell itself. That's it. P-A-Z. Yeah, Pazuzu. I remember now. And then this year for Halloween Horror Nights 27, we have The Shining, also based on a hit film, this one. Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. And this is kind of the walk through all of the uh, the not-so-happy parts of the movie The Shining. It, seeing all the iconic moments that you could ask for. Jack Nicholson putting his head through the door saying, here's Tell me, Johnny. what happy parts of The Shining are there? Um, the First, the beginning, when they're driving the car through the mountains. I feel like every scene in that is ruined because hmm. you're like, man, Jack Nichol- Jack Torrance is a jerk. <laughs> like, no, no, this is before he's a real big jerk. So It's like 30, 30 seconds of happiness right at the beginning. Yeah. And, you know, you've heard us rave already about The Shining house this year, but... Which one, Rhino? The Exorcist it's tough or the because Shining? Because The Exorcist was like my favorite house last year, or one of my favorite houses, if not my favorite. Um, and I think Orlando's trumped Hollywood that year too. But I love The Shining because I—I I mean, that's just a movie that I—I'm picking The Shining because I, personally I enjoy The Shining film. 
I, I like The Exorcist as well, but The Shining I watch every single year, and it was I think they did an excellent job with the house. I'm actually going to have to agree with you on this one. While The Exorcist was one of my favorites last year, I thought it was remarkably done. If it if we're talking like if you were only doing the house once, which one would be better? I'd probably lean with The Exorcist versus The Shining. The Shining, I feel like a lot of the scare moments, again, like some of the houses, it's kind of hit or miss. See, uh, for both of these houses, it, I, I, I see where maybe you're going with is that for me, The Shining is like, what's it like to walk through the movie where sometimes the movie's not always like pop yeah. out scary? It's more just like, ugh, it's creepy. Um, whereas The Exorcist House was definitely designed for a lot of screams and yeah. pop out, you know, because it's the demon and the moaning and stuff. So it, if you are into getting like thrilled scared, yeah. then The Exorcist was probably the, the champ on that area. But for yeah. me, it's just, it's just about, yeah. Yeah, going. and for me, The Shining, it's just kind of like what you said there it's a lot it's very visual driven mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's a very like, accurate you're in this scene exactly you know? yeah yeah no and i i love that about it and and uh, you know by the time you get to the end where you're going through the hedge maze they i feel like when you hit the one certain cast where they have it fully packed you you can't take a turn without getting another Jack Torrance popping out at you. Yeah. It's, it gets very claustrophobic and, and freaky right at the end there. And and while The Exorcist was great, if I had to choose one, it also kind of comes down to you. The Shining is the movie that I watch every yeah. single year. That's, that's, that's one of my horror movies. So I would have to vote for The Shining on that. And just like that, Halloween Horror Nights 27 takes it for the win. It's a tough, tough one right now. It's uh, two for HHN27 and one for 26 and then a wash on one. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Let's move on to our next house. And last year, this one, the entrances are in a little bit of a different place, but same exact uh, same exact locations for the interior of uh, the uh, where the mazes were last year for 26. We had Ghost Town, the Curse of Lightning Gulch, which was, which was just it was kind of a sequel house to to a previous maze from years past, and it was just visually beautiful. I mean, it was cool effects in there too, like the storm that you went through. So like the wind picked up and the rain was, you know. Oh yeah, the big wide open expansive sets, almost to the point where some of them are like how how did they build something this big in such a tiny place and then go from those big wide open western scenes down and move yourself into like a a coal mine or a just some sort of mine and just deal with that kind of claustro claustrophobic feeling going through there but overall for an original house just extremely beautiful uh then that's going up against uh one of my favorites this year one of the top ones for me the fallen which, of course, is a gothic look into to going to hell, a medieval type of hell. Very, uh, very torturous. A lot of just dark and disturbing visual sets. Mm-hmm. A lot of demons, uh, but also ending off with some cool stunts uh, from some scare actors attached to bungee cords flying up above you. Just a lot of really cool elements in in both of these houses, but there can only be one. 
And Rhino, which one would you choose? Um, so the Fallen is is well done. It's definitely in the upper part of my list this year for sure. Um, but uh, I'm gonna go with Lightning a Gulch, the Ghost Town one, because, solely because like I love a good western, and um, I, like you said, I like I like the sets. I liked the effects were employed, and I still think about this house as. As being one of my favorites, because this year there isn't really a house where I'm like, oh, they did a really cool effect here. Like, there's a couple, yeah. but I I felt like this house and another house last year did really cool use of special effects. And so, like I said, when you could step outside and it was like you were in a what was almost a tornado was starting, that was really cool. So I'm, I'm giving it to that. I Another one that we're going to agree with, I also would vote in this case for... Uh, Ghost Town, The Curse of Lightning Gulch. It was one of my favorite houses last year, and it was long. It was just filled with so, so, so many details throughout. Little little hidden touches, like the, the storyteller's picture was hanging in there. They had the, the photo of uh, Doc and Marty hmm. in that house, too. It's just so many little little cool things throughout there. So that has to, as much as I love Fallen, and it's right now it may be like my number two favorite house this year. And so I, I love it a lot, but Ghost Town was was a classic house for me. So that will take us to our next house that we are going to put up against each other. Last year for Halloween Horror Nights 26, it, this one was a doozy. It was The Walking Dead. That's right, The Walking Dead. And that, was, of course, for the last year of Walking Dead, they did kind of a best of all the... All the different Walking Dead houses they've done in the past and a few new things thrown in here and there. But overall, still just as boring as any Walking Dead. And this year in that same location, we had... Why can't... Dead Waters. Sorry. That just like was one of those things that's right in front of me. Just completely slipped my mind for a second. Dead Waters. The the house sequel to the Scare's Home Bayou of Blood going in through the, the broken down old steamship and and eventually meeting up in the bayou with the voodoo queen herself and lots of lots of weird weird set designs in there but overall uh use of colors is really brilliant throughout it does that cool tilted floor yeah which is great for inebriated people seen yeah. quite a few people almost and if go you're in a wheelchair down. there's a special way for you to go through you don't have to go through that area exactly Just so you know i was behind somebody with a wheelchair the other oh. day yeah no they uh they do their best to make sure that that uh, doesn't get screwed up so i for me i'm gonna vote first on this one i'm gonna give it up to hhn 27 this year with dead waters because i hated the walking dead house it was one of those things it's it's time was up and it came and it went, and I don't ever want to look back on it with fondness. I think that I'm going to give it to The Walking Dead, but it's only because um, of all The Walking Dead things I had gone through. I thought maybe this, other than the first year they did it, was the best one mm. because it went from the beginning of the series up to where the show was. So I liked that it was a little more familiar places and then you kind of but again i have that same complaint there wasn't a lot of the characters specific characters in it oh there was never any specific characters in it and so it was all that that's a part that really bugged me too but 
I, I, I did like being like on the sets of where we used to be, but I feel like if I vote for it, then like there's the idea that maybe people want it back, which I do not at all. I don't even watch the show anymore. Um, but it's it's fine. I, I, I just I enjoyed it because of mo- the multi setting scenario. Like you started the campsite and then you went into the jail and all that stuff. Whereas like Deadwaters, I do like that you go into the boat, but it is one small. It's got beautiful set design, but I'm, I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna say The Walking Dead just because I'm a I'm a I'm a whore for the the IPs. It's fine. It's fine. It just it's a wash. It's a wash on this one. I know the next one probably won't be though, and that is our next award for scare zones. And this one at Halloween Horror Nights 26, we had Survive or Die Apocalypse, Ugh. which was just kind of it felt like a thrown together at the last second so type of scare zone yeah they would they were fighting over a machine that would clean the air because of course the apocalypse ha- apocalypse happened and uh the the only thing that was really necessary to survival was having clean breathing air and like this story unless you had read this ahead of time there is no you'd walk through and be like i have no clue what's going on here the the ultimate winner that ever went in this area was the shady acres um the yeah shady brook shady brook yeah. uh area but like the i i didn't i didn't understand the survivor die apocalypse it never hit right with me i was just people in weird suits and no one was ever clear if like because they made it out to be like there were good guys but there were also bad guys and yeah. I was like well the, if it's a scary area shouldn't everybody have been overtaken or something I don't know yeah the factions just kind of bleeded in with each other uh, this bled. year of course bled thank you <laughs> they bled into each other this year of course we have the purge in this New York scare zone and it is celebrating all three purge movies by plus bringing back some of the classic moments that you saw in the previous purge scare zones that have been here and i mean let's just there's no beating around the bush on it this is a good area for the purge it it works well yeah because it's i wish they had brought back the tumbling building effect that they had on the building the first year they did it over there but like or maybe not first year maybe it was the second time but um yeah, it, whatever. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I, I'm tired of the purge. Uh, honestly, I think it is becoming like The Walking Dead with them that they've used it so repeatedly at this point that I I feel like we're right there where I'm like I'm fine with it right now, but please don't do it again next year. Yeah, but I, there's a sh- there's like a TV show or something coming out, so I don't. No, I have a feeling it will be bad. unless there's another movie. I, I don't think it's warranted enough to bring it back yeah. uh, after this year. But I will say that the big difference between overusing Walking Dead and overusing The Purge is with The Purge, at least, it's characters with weapons coming after you in the streets. With The Walking Dead, the issue goes back to the fact that zombies are freaking boring. Well, in the thing they was, don't too, is it, it, it's it's... You can like update the costumes, like you said. There's a there's a lady selling a person. They've got yeah. a car that comes and picks up people. They've got this lady beating a dead body, like all these kind of things going on in The Walking Dead. It, whenever it's just it's zombies or it's zombies or it's zombies or it's zombies, and you're like, enough. Yeah, I've seen zombies. Enough. They're the same. They're not. It's not like they're the running at you zombies. Yep. So no, it's it's just it's boring. You walk past them and they'll. They'll growl Whoa. at you, and that's it. Yeah, like a quiet, soft, like I'm gonna just pet you. Yeah. Stupid. So the award for this one obviously goes to the Purge. Congratulations, the Purge. I don't know if you'll ever win another award again, but 
this is going to take us into our next scare zone. Another another scare zone award right back to back. Last year, you may remember the San Francisco scare zone was Dead Man's Wharf. And yes, Dead Man's Wharf was quite the exciting scare zone. A old decrepit ship had washed up ashore and there were basically zombie sailors mm. just running running around the area not even running just moving slowly and now this year in this area for 27 we have invasion which is almost the complete same story yeah. in a way a ufo versus sea people yeah. <laughs> like, a ufo has crashed and is just sitting in the streets uh, of it san crashed francisco on the other side of the street yeah so the story's different yeah all very very different and aliens are just wandering the streets, kind of pointing at you, and every now and then they will try to abduct a army person to torture them, and that that happens. So, in terms of which scare zone would you rather go through to see a lot of nothing happening? I which think it's one? just personal preference. I like aliens more than say, than pirates. Or yeah. I know they're not pirates, but you know what I mean. I like that. That's the theme. I, yeah. I tend to sci-fi more than that. So yeah, the alien. For me too, but and you did bring it up. the The vessel is on a different side than last year. Last time around, if you were like kind of walking towards Diagon Alley, the boat was on the right, and it was completely jutting out in the middle. It just slowed down traffic to it's a, a. It's unfortunate because the, I think again, it's like kind of two years in a row where you're like a dud. But the year before that, they had like what was probably the best scare zone they've had there, which was the classic monsters with like the drive-in with the movie yeah. playing on the screen, like. Uh, we need more of that. We need more celebrating history stuff. But you have to remember with that, there was a lot more room. That's the true. construction walls didn't come out Next that year. far. Next year. Yeah. Next year. Hope, hopefully. Hopefully it'll return back to being a, a good scare zone there because right now it just isn't. But yeah, the, the fact they moved the UFO to the opposite side of the street, I feel like it opens up the walking path a little bit more, makes it more accessible. And for that reason, I think it would win. So that is another win for Halloween Horror Nights 27. So now we are going to move on to our first show. And that, of course, is Bill and Ted's Excellent Halloween Adventure. Well, this year's easily better than last year. You don't even have to. I just think yeah. the pop culture references are much more on point and up to date than they were. It felt like last year because it was all Star Wars themed and it had like Matt. Uh, it was Matt, right? It was the character on SNL who was like the, the emo Raider Darth tech, Vader. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, okay, well, we saw this nine months ago, you know, like, yeah. and it was kind of like they were still going on that. So it was confusing because there was also another Star Wars movie coming out. So it was like, I don't know what you're actually making fun of. And so, and then on top of that, I felt like they missed a lot of the stuff. Like it was a lot of pop culture stuff that I think they wrote, approved in the script, and it didn't hold. It didn't, a lot of it didn't make it through the year. Whereas this year, you know, they referenced Stranger Things. We're still talking about Stranger Things, you know? It's, um, you know, get out, you know, it's stuff like that. And it's it's also because it's their last year, it's a nice throwback to like, classic yeah. bill and ted too so no I, I agree with that and yeah you're right easily this year wins in terms of bill and ted uh, another big aspect of it that is the most i've seen since i've gone every year they they tweak and adjust a little bit week after week after week uh, it's just part of it last year i feel like they really did not look at a lot of the bad moments of the show and yeah. try to focus on improving them they just didn't. They were like, kind of, this is going to be it, and this is this is what's going to happen. So there wasn't a lot of that variation. Already this year, I, I just don't think they're 
taking the bad portions of the show, and I know Rhino and I both agree with this. Uh, if you haven't seen the show yet, spoiler for the next like 30 seconds. If you've seen it, you know what we're talking about. But Sean Spicer with a fidget spinner. Mm-hmm. It's a joke that doesn't really land anytime, but yet they beat it to death. And because it, it, I, I think they were like, oh, their fidget spits are hold, fidget spinners are holding. Like by the time fidget spinners made it to mainstream, it, yeah. I was like, I was even like, I don't know what these are. I don't even get this. Yeah. And they were already like on clearance and stuff. Like so, yeah. I, it, I thought the cubes were the thing. So, but and that's like so that's a that's something that I think they should change. Still haven't yet. But then other a weird update that happened. I think this week they finally took it out. Uh, they part of the whole theme of this year's show is that it's the la- it's the farewell tour for the Wild Stallions, and they're having a festival for it. And so they make basically they make fun of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival with a extraordinarily long name, and they keep changing the name as the show goes on. That has now completely been cut. Oh no! Why? I, I don't know why. They're not, they they oh. don't talk about the Comic Coachella. Food and nope. Wine Festival. Oh, weird! Because yeah. that's totally a reference to the messed up party they had on that that those people were trapped at for yeah the days of that. So that's crazy. Yeah, that's all been completely weird. erased now from the show. I wonder so. if they got in trouble. I, you know, you you always have to wonder with some of those situations, but uh, you know, I, I don't think they would get in trouble for that. But then just have a solid pass for something like Moana. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but. Regardless, HHN27 easily wins with it. It's for Bill and Ted, they are definitely going out on a high this year. It is it is a great show, one that I've watched every single weekend and will continue catching it every single weekend. So this is going to send us into our next house. I'm not going to skip it this time like I did when we gave our overview a couple weeks ago. Last year, the house right besides Bill and Ted's and uh, Men in Black Alien Attack was of course, uh, Chance's house, which Ugh. was Lunatic's Playground 3D, and uh, you won't stand a chance. And this year, we have the Horrors of Blumhouse. So the Horrors of Blumhouse takes us through uh, a very short section, short section on Sinister, then an even shorter section on The Purge, and then wraps up with more Insidious Chapter 4 than you could ever possibly ask for. And you'll understand the house in January when you're able to see the film. (laughs) And then Lunatic's Playground, not a lot better there, but you step inside the asylum that is holding chance and just basically walk into this nightmare of back and forth between what is actually what's reality and what's in her dream yeah what's in her like fever dream yeah. or whatever very similar to like when they did asylum in wonderland where you didn't know what was in alice's head what was real and what was fake but this time around with with chance it was very twisted and i always hate 3d houses i hate 3d houses and i hated the entrance to the house i hated the house i don't like that it was fine i don't like chance i i like i i like i said i like the theming better because it felt more like all right well they took a they took a character in the using or as festival of the deadliest i'm like i don't understand how this fits in like you have one scare zone i guess but so I appreciated what they were doing, but I, in a heartbeat, would be like, it was my least favorite house, least favorite experience. So easily <laughs> Blumhouse. Yeah. And th- this is tough because Blumhouse has fallen further and further down my list every time I go through it. Because now, like, at first, Rhino and I were very excited that Purge was kind of kept to the back 
because it didn't even need to be in there to begin with. They could have thrown in Happy Death Day and gave us a preview of what that was going to be yeah, like. Yeah, seriously. Uh, instead, she just had like the one room, her dorm room, yeah. and the pig baby man face yeah. come out or something. <laughs> uh, instead, we got the Purge and Sinister. Like I watched both of the movies to get ready for it, but they, it's literally three rooms of Sinister, and it's over. And then it's all Insidious, and because so much of the Insidious is Chapter 4, it's just the house isn't resonating with me. I loved it the first time I went through yeah. it because I think I hit everything perfectly. Oh, I went through. And, I went through when you do the stay and scream. Yeah, and you can catch it just right. We went through nobody in front of us, nobody behind us. The problem here was though, without a line, you walk, and because it was still daylight, you walk in so quickly, your eyes can't adjust. So it's really hard without a line, a a a, a, um, a human centipede line yeah. in front of you. You can't really make it through the house so it's it but even then seeing every single character come out i was there's some good scares in there but it the i i like things that have really like a good solid like fun story to it i guess and it's just it's very jumbled you're yeah. like here i am in a new part uh and and also i love the insidious movies so much so i'm like looking for the stuff i want to see but it's just really the it's really just the uh, tiptoe through the when the lipstick yeah. demon and the bride are in there for a second, and then that's, and that's about it. Yeah. So yeah, as, even though it's not a great house this year, and it, it still beats the awful house that was there last year, so yeah. this one goes to twenty-seven fours of Blumhouse in twenty-seven. So this next one, this is I can already say this is going to be a solid win for 26 we have uh right beside the men in black bathrooms we had last year for hhn26 the texas chainsaw massacre in one of the spring tents back behind that area and this year in that same spring tent we have hive boo and so basically you're taking an iconic classic horror movie one of the grittiest ones ever and beautifully uh, translating that story into a house with Plenty of over-the-top large leather faces in there scaring the bejesus out of everyone versus 80s vampires that are just kind of disgusting, almost in a house very similar. It doesn't even make sense to me because they they pump that part up so much, but I'm like, you're just in this house the whole time. Like, (laughs) nothing about this house says 80s to me. I don't get it. But you have to go go with their own words on that. And I, you know, I, I actually went through Hive just last night. And I had a really good go through on that because it was like the we were the second group that went into the actual house. So all the scares were just kind of like dedicated on the first four of us all going through. But even then, it's just the house feels so it's just convoluted. It's, There's no story to me. Yeah, it's just it's literally just you're in a house that has been turned into a vampire nest. That's yeah. the story. And I'm like, I mean, it, I, that's fine for some people. Just they just want to be scared in a haunted house like that. But like I, I feel like Universal kind of prides itself on being like we're storytellers too, and we're bringing you into these movies. Yeah. And so like even though I understand these aren't movies that they're based on, I still think they've had success. Like what was the running one from two years ago? Uh, that was Run. Run. Uh, that one was like was like their original idea, but it told a really co- comprehensive story. It had a really awesome looking area. It was very scary to me, and it was like the Running Man. And yeah. I, you know, this one just feels I don't want to say lazy, but just it feels like tried yeah. and true. It's I done, would I know? would have rather seen them with Hive try to rip off something like the Lost Boys. 
and exactly. go for that look. Yeah. And that's maybe, what I was kind of Maybe there were expecting. vampire hunters in the house or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I was actually almost expecting something like that. Take everything sexy about vampires, twist it on its head. And it's like, okay, well, I could see something similar to that, especially with the 80s theme. But yeah, it just it doesn't work, whereas Texas Chainsaw Massacre was an awesome house. Uh, yeah. It was just pure disgusting. And it it's again, loud it didn't and scary yeah, and it, smelly. It didn't follow the movie perfectly, definitely, but it hit all the points that you would hope. See all the characters that you want to see from it. So yeah, no, no argument around it. The winner of that house, that spring tent, is clearly uh, HHN two six with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So that will lead us to our next house in the sprung tent next door. Spring tent, sprung tent. I forget what they're actually called. They're tents, though. Uh, last year for Halloween Horror Nights 26, we had Tomb of the Ancients, which uh, tried to picture something similar to Indiana Jones uh, in, in terms of the aesthetic, going deep into the jungle and seeing mysterious ancient beings come to life. And this year for HHN 27 in that same exact tent, we have what is probably the standout house of the year so far, and that is Scarecrow, The Reaping, which takes us back to the era of the Dust Bowl days, and we are walking through an old and decrepit farm that has been taken over by a bunch of scarecrows, and not just scarecrows, but kind of like scarecrowish zombies mm. come to life with sometimes pig heads sometimes just scarecrow bodies lots lots of weird mutant just craziness going throughout and for me on this one the answer is clear i while tomb of ancients had a big fan following last year and a lot of people uh really appreciated it loved that it had some interactive effects inside the house and they enjoyed the character design of it. I just never really got on board no. with it. It was just kind of one of those houses to me. It was dark, and I just prefer some scary scares. scarecrows. Yep. Well, in this, in the scarecrow this year, it just it hits everything right. It's that perfect balance in between dark and light in the house. Mm. So there's a lot of there's a lot of scares that are hidden completely in pitch black that just pop out at the last second. But you still get enough light in the house that you can really see the theme. You can see the differences between moving into each different set, whether it's in the house that's falling apart, out on the farm, moving into the silo with all the birds hanging up above you. Like there's there's a clear progression through that house. And the scare actors just kill it night after night. Like they you know, some of the there's one section of this house where basically all of the characters are hanging outside their scare windows. They're not even back because they know they're like that confident that all they have to do is move like another inch forward at the right moment and they'll completely freak everyone out. Mm -hmm. And they are, they are just killing it with that house. So a hundred percent, which uh, I think it may be one of the best houses this year, if not the best house, but my vote would go to Halloween Horror Nights 27 and Scarecrow. Mm hmm. Oh, same, same. Yeah. Okay, there we go. 27 takes another victory. This is starting to get a little lopsided, but that will move us into our next house. And this year, another one of my favorites, uh, even though for goofy reasons, it's not a great house, but that is Ash vs. Evil Dead, taking us through seasons one and two of the Star Show that is just campy, goofy, fun, and ends with, with Puppet Ash. 
before ending with Ash Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I I love this how this I went to watch the show after this, and I really do enjoy the show quite a bit. Coming back in January or February, yeah, something. But um, I'm I am like I I went through the house. I hadn't seen the show, and now I've watched all the show, and I, I go through the house, and I like it that much more. And I liked it the first time I went through. I like a house that's like it. This reminds me of the Krampus house, like a movie that's got its twisted but it also kind of has a sense of humor to it yeah um but unfortunately it is up against a house that i think was probably the best if one if one of either the second best or the best house last year yes this is a tough one uh in that house of course is halloween 2 hell comes to haddonfield the sequel to the original halloween maze that was there two years before that and yeah this it's a tough one because Halloween Halloween was such a great house. They had to bring they had to bring Michael Myers back in some way and they did with a bang with Halloween too when focusing on the second uh part of the whole Halloween story and you know it, it literally it picks up right where the first one left off right back in in uh in the house and then that takes you to the hospital and then you have to deal with michael myers all throughout the hospital and just another great adaptation of of a movie and it's one where like i think watching going through the house it makes the movie even more entertaining because halloween 2 is a movie it's good but it's no halloween 3 season of the witch and uh, it, terrible. That's not, even, not even in no, that. That's not. That's not even that. But uh, my vote, as much as I love Ash versus Evil Dead, think it's a it's a really fun house. Halloween was just such a such a great house last year. Yeah, I give it to Halloween because of the effects, the storytelling. Like I said, I like the ones a lot where I go through there. Um, and it only edges ass out just a little bit because, like, I know this is probably more of what people want from Halloween Horror Nights and stuff like this. I like these twisted, funny houses, so I hope they keep one like this again next year. Um, if Ash was up against really any other house, I probably would have given it to that maybe. But, um, I do also think that. At the the storytelling in Ash is a little all over the place because yep. it moves in and out of the first and second season like very frequently. Yeah. Um, so I think you don't have to have watched the show to go through and kind of understand what you're doing as long as you have an idea of the the uh, Evil Dead. But um, but yeah, I just give it. I'll give it to Halloween. I'm agree. So that will take us through our next Scare Zone award, and that is uh, last year. In the Central Park Scare Zone, we had Lair of the Banshee, very forgettable. This year, of course, we have the amazing Trick or Treat, based on the movie Trick or Treat, and you get two Sams out there. You get a lot of the the characters straight from the movie in there. Uh, this isn't even a competition. No. I, I think you don't even have to have seen the movie to enjoy this one because I just love that it's like a classic Halloween scare zone that has a bunch of crazy weirdo trick-or-treaters yeah. out there with w- weird house doors and all this stuff and like all the pumpkins up it's just beautiful yeah no trick-or-treat's one of those ones they they could literally make this scare zone the same exact one every single year because they they've always played with kind of the trick-or-treater uh idea every couple years or so they would have like a bunch of short little trick-or-treaters running around and use them in other scare zones and stuff so 
the concept is always there, and this is just when it's executed perfectly uh, because of the great source material from the movie. So without a doubt, Trick or Treat is the better of the scare zones in Central Park between this year and last year. So this takes up to our final award for the shows, and that is last year for HHN 2-6, we had Academy of Villains. Uh, I can't weigh in on these. I haven't seen either of them yet. <laughs> you haven't? Well, you, you've watched the video for last year. You didn't watch it this year at all yet? No, I want to see it in person. I just Every time I go, you. something happens. It's either raining or the stage was destroyed, and they don't want... Now that I know they're definitely not getting their other stage completely repaired, I'm, I'm going to watch it now. Yeah. Okay. But I, I was waiting for the full show. Well, then we'll call this one a wash, because I, I figured you had already seen it. They've been running the the show now for... Uh, last week is when they officially started their show that they're going to end it off with for the rest of the year now. So uh, it's, I feel bad that Irma came and kind of screwed everything up for them. Uh, but I don't think overall the show that we're seeing now, uh, you know, la- last time around with 27, we had a lot of really great moments. Like I, when we talked about it before, uh, you know, they, they made use of using the screen and kind of did like shadow projections on there to help tell their story. They did their thing from whatever show they were on. I can't remember if they were America's Got Talent or one of the dance shows. Mm. I, I don't remember which one it was, but they did. That's where they originated the whole singing head doing Bohemian Rhapsody. And they brought that here. Got a lot of knife juggling, lots of fun moments like that. It was such a strong show last year. This year, this year, uh, <laughs> this year they have a painting section, which is with a big paintbrush. Well, it's like you know how some of the viral videos that have kind of gone around this year, like people sing the national anthem. And while they're singing, they'll do a painting at the same time and then reveal it at the end. Oh. That's what's happening. Do they give it to somebody? No, they do not. I'm pretty sure they just wash it and then they reuse it again for the next show. But they do, uh, like, painting in two minutes or less while he's jumping around and humping the air at points and situations like that. Then they have a contortionist, which I just find vilely Uh, disgusting. I don't like them because in the end of one of those houses, it's the Roanoke house, the creepy contortionist on the wall. I'm like, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. And I hate seeing it when it's really happening. When the clown comes out of the safe. Yeah. Then they have a dance-off section where they uh, pit two people up against each other. So overall, I feel like they just chose their A-game for last year's show. And then they had to settle with what they had left with this year with some other things, which it's still a very entertaining show. The dancing is still on point, but last year's show, they, they brought everything. Yeah. for it and you know that's it's unfortunate well i mean if you don't know if you're gonna get invited back why not do it once and do it right and create a fan base and then they just got lucky enough to get brought back and and people still love them so there's that now the next thing we are going to compare the two put it up for the awards is scare zone the final scare zone one and that is in the hollywood section this year of course we have festival of the deadliest which is skankville usa yeah i mean i it, hate to say it that's rude but it's just a lot of what appear to be strippers dancing on poles but they're dressed like demons it reminds me of what did we say what did i say 
Quentin Tarantino's in the movie. Robert Rodriguez made it oh, um, about the vampires. From Dusk Till Dawn. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of the club they're in. Yeah. And that would put up against last year's HHN 2.6. We had Vamp 55. Which was one of my favorite. I, I think it actually was my favorite scare zone last year. But yeah. I, it just... I just love vampire. I love the fifties, and it fits in with Mel's and Hollywood, and I, I don't know. There was a, there was a, there was still some like fun photo opportunities there, and I just thought they made better use of their area than than the the Banshee people did. Oh, uh, absolutely, they a hundred percent did. So not the Banshee people. I'm sorry, the the festival, festival the people. Yeah, no, it, it, Van Fifty Five was amazing. It literally because you take a Hollywood themed scare zone put it right in hollywood that already did most of the trick but then focusing on that 50s era playing the 50s music See, in there it just it and worked. i wish they had put the alien the alien the invasion area over here oh. i think it would have been way better because it would have been it would have been i think they could have expanded on it yeah. maybe a little bit and had the flying saucer but like had the men in black kind of situation i don't know it would have been i i actually really agree with that i, th- I think you're absolutely right it either there or in new york either yeah, one, one of the two yeah and then put the Festival of the Dead, Leah, should have been in that little area. Just yeah. give a little two, two little strippers on the side and then let them go. I yeah. don't like that. It makes me feel weird and uncomfortable. Yeah, especially when you're trying to just take pictures for documentation and it's like... Well, my other thing is, too, and not to like get on this standpoint, too, I hate the objectification of women when it's not equally treated for men. I'm not saying I'm against... I. I am all about getting a hot dude up there in just as little amount of clothes as that woman dancing on a pole... If that were the case, if yeah. there were both, but it's just all these women, and I'm like, I don't like this area because it just, it to me looks like they're trying to create a bad situation, yeah. and I don't like that, and I don't like people that are perverts. So funny because you are one. I of am them. a pervert. Yeah. I just said it though too, but <laughs> I, that's all I'm saying. It lacks the men, and and yeah. I'm I just it's I've had this issue with any time. Anytime you want to put a woman out there in scantily clad clothes, if you got a man at the same time. I won't complain, but if it's just a woman, I don't like that. It's a part of the beauty of Bill and Ted, the balance between half-naked women and half-naked men. men. And, you know, it starts out with the sexy ladies, and these are very in-shape, very very attractive people. And then um, out come the men, and off their clothes come, and I'm happy. Yep. Everybody's happy. Yeah. So that will take us to our final award for the house. This houses. Just made me sound so terrible, too. I'm sorry. No. This conversation is going to be like, people are going to be like, I thought Rhino was such a nice person. No, I think they are going to walk away saying... Well, wow, Rhino really is about the objectification of everyone, <laughs> and not just women yeah. or men, yeah. but everyone. Yeah. So, final house award last year for Halloween Horror Nights 26 in the Shrek Theater, we had Krampus, based on the film Krampus, which is one of the best horror Christmas films ever created. And then this year, we have, obviously... No, not obviously, because I didn't say it yet, but Saw, the games of Jigsaw, based on the entire Saw series. Yes, a game. Uh, Surprisingly, this is one of the most popular houses this year. I think it's because Saw is just so well known that... They've had a Saw house before? They have. they've They've had a Saw house before, and... I think this was my first experience in one. So I was like, oh, you know, it. it, yeah. it once you start going in, it is creepy. It's yeah. creepy because the little jigsaw comes out on his, like yep. his little wheel tricycle thing. No, it, it's creepy, and it follows the movies pretty well in terms of picking out some of the, the better contraptions to, to put in there to Billy, showcase. Not jigsaw, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, I, you know, I, I think it's a very well done house. I, I understand why people love it. Every, who doesn't know Saw? Like, unless you were living under a log 
for the seven year span that, that those movies were out. <laughs> it, unless you were living under that log, you know what you know what Saw is. You've heard about it, and and they they do accurately. Chances portray. are you've seen at least the first one, so you understand yeah. the point. Uh, that being said, Krampus was just. It's a, it's snowing inside. Krampus has been one of my favorite things, period. I'm like you. I love the cross. I love anything that combines those two holidays together. Yeah. I think it's just a nice juxtaposition of something that it starts off our the latter half, the end of our year. We start off like celebrating fall and cooler weather, and then it's scary and horrifying, followed by the most happy holiday there yeah. is. And so like when you play with that stuff, I love that. And like you said, especially when, you, when we're living in the armpit of America – here with humidity and just how hot it gets all year when you walk into a house and there's snowing and it just you're like ah happy feeling and then murderer and then you're like yeah. ah so it plays with those same types of emotions plus for me this is like an ash versus evil dead house like it's got from it, 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 it it's got a, like a hint of a sense of humor yeah and that's i mean that's a lot of where the problems did come in with this house there wasn't a ton of scary elements uh, because you know it, it krampus is what you mainly want to scare you but if you've seen the movie, Krampus is just like a, a big part of it, but a small part overall. It's a lot of the other characters were coming after you in this house. And so I don't know if it was as effective as it could have been. I, I will say but. this. I think the Hollywood one was a little bit better just because like there you went through the outer part of the house yeah. and it had more of the scares involving the side characters as well. Yeah. But but. I'm not trying to say like Hollywood's oh. better than Orlando or anything. No, like that. I I saw the video of it. I would say that I know Orlando. You, I think you said you liked Orlando's better from the video, looking at the video or something. But um, I liked Element. Well, no, that was Halloween specifically that I said I liked ours better than the one because last year in Hollywood they went through like the mouth of a pumpkin and then you were inside a pumpkin. Made absolutely no sense to me. Oh, but, in Halloween, yeah. Yeah, and but for Krampus, I. Uh, yeah, I regardless of the opinion between HHN Hollywood or Universal, I think Krampus blended the fun with yeah. the scares and the holidays. It's going to win over just the brutality of Saw for me. So that is that is my choice, Krampus. That's my choice too. Okay, and so all of the awards have been given out, and I'm not going to recap over, but I will give the final tally for those not keeping track at home. Halloween Horror Nights 27 received one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight they, awards. They didn't bring back the 3D thing, so there, we can't compare that to anything in case someone's like, well, they didn't oh, compare yeah. the thing from last year. So the, there's no the VR experience. There's no thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then in terms of Halloween Horror Nights 26, we have one, two, three, four, five, six awards. And then we had three awards that two that we couldn't agree on and one that was just considered a wash because you haven't seen Academy of Villains yet this year. I know you would pick last year. Regardless, Halloween Horror Nights 27, as of right now, is coming out the victor. Oh. But hey. Who knows? Maybe maybe things could change. Maybe our opinions could just completely plummet downhill on some of these choices. But I think, regardless, the nice part is knowing that last year there were some great scares. This year there's some great scares. And uh, I'm glad that we still have a little bit left of the Halloween season because that means there's still more, more scare moments to come. And then it's just the anticipation for next year, mm -hmm. which I'm already excited for. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
Oh, I'm very, oh. I'm always excited. <laughs> I don't want to look forward to next year yet. I want to look forward to right now. Oh, I want to live in the moment, Craig. Wow, that's that's freaking bold Jeez. of you. That's amazing. Well, we only have so many days left before Halloween season is over, which to me isn't over until Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, 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 without a doubt, except for the fact that my Christmas stuff goes up uh, the day after Halloween's over, so that's that's just me, though. That's just me. It's me. But thank you so much, Rhino, for helping me vote on some of these. Uh, I know all the people who won Crinos out there are going to be very happy. All the people who didn't win, they're going to try harder next time around. I'm talking about the ones that lost from this year. Next year, they're going to have to try much harder uh, if they want to they wanna live up to what's about to come. So thank you to everyone out there who watched and listened to this. I know it was a little bit goofy, like every time we do the Crinos, that's just it. You know, it's, it's when we admit... We didn't plan things out well enough, and we're just going to have fun with it. And that's uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles on this one. So, of course, links to anything you may need, head over to DizUnplugged.com, home of the show notes for this show, all the other shows out here on the DizUnplugged podcast network. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed, you comment, hit the thumbs up button, and most importantly, share it with someone that you think might enjoy it. If you're listening to this on iTunes, please go ahead and subscribe as well as rate and review us. We would really appreciate that as well, too. So again, thank you so much to everyone out there for watching and listening to this. We hope you're having a very scary Halloween season. And remember, no resolutions. We'll see you next week. (laughs) 